0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Cincinnati Real Producers podcast, powered by Nextdoor Photos. I'm Patrick Braddock, owner and publisher of Cincinnati Real Producers. And I'm
1: Daniel Ziegler, owner of Nextdoor Photos. Every week, we're getting to know Cincinnati's top realtors.
0: Our goal is to elevate and inspire the real estate community throughout greater Cincinnati.
1: Right, today we have Danny Barron of The Barron Group, brokered by Keller Williams Advisors. Danny has been selling real estate since 2018 and earned the Rising Star Award and the Rookie of the Year Award at his brokerage in his first year. He received the Young Alumni of the Year Award at Cedarville University in 2022. His team is ranked as the number one team at Keller Williams Advisors in Cincinnati and the number two large team in all of Cincinnati according to Real Trends in 2022 his career sales volume stands at an impressive 180 million dollars and in 2022 alone the team's volume was just shy of 55 million dollars welcome to the show danny Barron.
0: thanks fellas happy to be here with you today gosh dude you've done more in six years than some people do in 20. (laughs) i met you early patrick that's what it was baby you got me rolling out of here (laughs) uh i was like they
2: do a magazine i gotta be on that cover (laughs) yeah yeah, thank you and
0: uh of course it's our pleasure but um young alumni award what's that all about honestly and
2: i said this when i won it it honestly was probably the most important like that's that's a big long cute list and everything and it's it's cool to be recognized in the city for what we're doing we want it to be bigger than real estate and cedarville university so i went to a christian school and they reach out and I didn't even know this at the time but they recognize a young alumni every year and then they actually invite them to come back and speak in chapel um so Very I had cool. the honor of going back to Cedarville it's the chapel holds about four thousand people it's jam and I had to go speak for 50 minutes you get whoa and it was awesome like it was really cool to go back to my university and just realizing like when I was there real estate you guys know this it feels like no one starts out in real estate they get there yeah. later mm-hmm. so sure. I came out and was in market research after school and then spent some time with Justin Doyle Homes, a local builder, gr- builds great house. Uh, but long term sales for me with a builder wasn't the thing. But those experiences took me to real estate. Sure. So landing in real estate and then going back to Cedarville, where I had never, ever thought for one second, oh, I'm going to graduate from college and go be a realtor. Right. I actually had some friends, maybe two, one specifically I can think of that's now with Keller Williams in New Hampshire and uh yeah. he at the time was doing a real estate class at cedarville and had even said like oh i'm gonna be a realtor when we're done you should do that and i remember being like yeah. nope yeah. <laughs> like, not doing that and uh yeah. here we are guys and here we are six, yeah. Years. Yeah. six years after a couple weeks so i'm i guess 10 years out of school now and just coming up on six
1: years in real estate so it's been oh, a blast no. that's awesome very cool well i feel like i am the Odd wheelier, the the fifth wheel, the third wheel, wherever you want to call it. These two guys are like mm. best buds here, and I'm just now meeting Danny for the first time, pretty much. Well,
2: so. here's the thing, though. You have a respect in the industry because of your craft and what you do, and I know that Patrick partners with the best. So, well, I when anybody, t- but... any time I've sat down with Patrick and anyone else, it only goes goes very well. So, <laughs> sure, I have yeah. no question, and you have a great name, I, honestly. If we can just get that right out of the way, <laughs> Daniels. A couple Daniels and Patrick. Who's the odd man out <laughs> now? Not
0: not you. <laughs> oh, man, that's wild. So yeah, Danny and I have known each other for, I don't know how many years now. But it's been almost a little after he started, you were only in It's probably like been five years, a yeah. year or so. And I heard Danny's name, and the ripple effect that he was causing across real estate. Mm. And it wasn't so much the sales volume as much as it was the culture that he was building. So I think when I think about how to emulate a real estate team, there's a few names that come to mind. And that's, and one of them is Danny. I think um, the culture that you've built with your team and your group is is incredible. And I think the real estate agents in Cincinnati recognize that too. Like I think everybody that I've ever talked to is always like, I love working with Danny. Like, man, you know, and I'll say this, Keller Williams didn't know what they got when they got you. <laughs> I'll say that right now because everybody else wants you, you know, and it's like in your loyalty and everything like that is wonderful. And Keller Williams is a great company, obviously. So I, I just, your, your business has just been a, a prime example of what I think, you know, everyone should try to emulate, even though you've only been doing it for six. Well, years. Thank you, man. That means so, yeah. a lot. And we've done, We've done panels of interviews with with top agents in the market and we've had 20 year agents, 15 year agents, top agents, and then Danny Barron, six year agent, (laughs) right? Because I'm telling you, man, it's like, six years in, it's like he's been doing it for 20 years. So you know, I think it's a testament to the business that you've built. So congratulations on Thank everything, man. You. Yeah,
2: it's, yeah, it's just so people-based, man. Yeah. And this is what I've told anybody. And this is the big conversation for anybody. And even if somebody listens to this that's considering getting into real estate, it, it starts with what did your life look like before real estate? And the reality is if you want to build a business like our team has, it's going to be based on existing relationships that are already there. Mm-hmm. And then how do you treat those people? And so my big questions for people that are going to get into real estate are, like, frankly, without being um, objectively weird, like, do people like you? Is a a great start? Because if no one likes you, this is a business where you have to get calls to and that goes the same with shooting photos or having somebody in a mag. like, Mm -hmm. if nobody likes you or wants to sit down with you, that's a rough start in any business. (laughs) Um, And then number two is do you know anybody around here? Because you could have grown up in and we have agents that did grow up outside of the city and their strategy to launch with our team has had to look a little bit different than Mm -hmm. somebody that Um, you know, their dad was a doctor and their brother's a lawyer and they're all in Cincinnati. That's just a much different ground to start from than, oh, I moved here five years ago. So the systems that we've put in place really are to try to bless our people. And we're pretty open that we're not a Christian company per se, but the principles by which I operate my company are, very much biblically based. And for us, it's going to be about loving people well and honoring the Lord in our work. And I think God wired us to work hard. So for me, that doesn't mean abandoning my family. And I think Keller Williams models this perfectly God, family, and then business. But yeah. that doesn't mean you're not working hard in your business. That's stewarding so, right. the time that we've been given. And it's an opportunity for us then to, with the people we genuinely do love, we don't have to fake that. When you genuinely love somebody, you're going to work hard for them. And you can't yeah. leave especially if you want to have a legacy of a business that actually cares for people you can't ditch people midway through the process or not pick up your phone or so even now we were just chatting I'm heading to Europe in a couple hours and it's the first time I will have signed off from real estate Shoot, in... are you leaving today yeah oh yeah, wow. right. yeah. <laughs> real estate you know the real producers podcast had oh, to come first man. Yeah. so delay that play but when do I leave it's the first time I'm going to have like an out of office on and probably a couple of years, yeah. and this is a business you can navigate from the beach vacation and everywhere else. But it's a huge priority for me that when my wife and I leave this time, I'm not on my phone and yeah. that we are present and going on this anniversary trip together, which has already been delayed because of seasonality of life and things like that. So right. we're excited and thrilled to go. And I think for me, knowing that I have, I will shout out Mitch Kenny and you know and love yeah, Mitch already Mitch and great. you'll meet Mitch one day. He is just the rock solid operations yeah. guy behind our team and his leadership within our team and his passion for people makes him just, everyone loves him. And it's not because he's the loud life of the party, it's because he's such a solid guy. Mm. And he took what at the beginning was Danny running around like crazy, alone, joined me and put it all on paper and created systems for our team to operate within. And those have continually been refined, but I can just tell you right now, it's not me refining the systems of how our operations team is updating people and the templated emails that go out to make sure they know what's going on that's mitch's brain power behind the scenes and then now having amber and sam and some others on our operations team that are playing that out that's not me guys but that is the benefit of bringing on and partnering with people that are insanely good at what they do so that's been a big step is finding those people and i feel like god has just dropped the perfect people on our team to be able to do what we do and
1: to be able to honor him in doing so awesome dude. that is awesome right. i mean you've got to hire your weaknesses and it starts with self-awareness and knowing where your weaknesses are I, I think that is such a good
2: statement and some people might be like well we no, i don't want to admit weakness right but yeah. a great way i've heard it described too is what are the things that are draining your energy mm-hmm. and if you are trying to do things so i'll give you an example when we get a referral in this business we love to send whoever sent that person to us a gift card or a nice note or both or whatever it is and Um, At one point when I was by myself, this is probably five years ago now, I had a post-it note. And maybe new agents or people that are on their own can resonate with something like this, whether it's referrals or something else. And I was writing down all the names of people I needed to send a gift card. And I got to the 20th bullet point on my post-it note, and I still hadn't sent any of them. And i realized it had been three four five six months Mm. since some of those had come in and i started to think like some of these could be like awkward to send now because it's been so long (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's like at what point is there no point of return and then i had to turn the post-it note sideways and was filling in the gaps on the Mm post-it note and after i'm not trying to be funny here after about 12 to 15 months i ended up crumpling it up and throwing it in the garbage And then I created a system, which now we have a Google form that Amber sends out for me because I just, or she created it and now I can just send it via text link. Mm. But then when we get that in, there's a system that pings Amber to like move forward on that. Cause I had to realize I'm not ever going to do this. Like I want to more than anything in the world. I would love to sit down and write both of you guys a handwritten note after this, but I have to very practically look at my life and go, maybe I just need to text you guys after and be like, Hey, thank you. Like, and. From me to you if i do forget to say it thank you guys for having <laughs> on. this is awesome nah, I um, but like systematically in, i'd have to know my weaknesses like you said and maybe that's just like what are the things that are what because that post-it note weighed on me mm, yeah. on a daily basis it's like a reminder that you're failing at doing this one thing yep. when there are so many other things we were doing that were awesome but it was just like gosh that thing that i can't get done at some point you have to find somebody who's amazing sure. in that field and set them up to win and it's going to make your whole team better
0: yeah for sure i was talking to my dad about that and he was always saying he was like do you know the ceo is typically not the smartest person in the room right and i was like really and he was like yeah he was like because somebody will go up to the ceo and say do you know this and he was like no but i pay this person a lot of money to make sure they know it <laughs> and he was like we delegate we put people in position to succeed and make the business better that's it and um, i'm like that's so true man like that's so true and Can that, i give you a sports analogy Yeah, I
2: played college basketball at Cedarville on the JV team. Don't get crazy. I was on the JV team, (laughs) and I was the captain of the JV team. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Like Duke B, Um, and uh, yeah, and I was JJ Reddick. So anyway, um, essentially any team that I've been on, and this goes through high school all the way up through college playing basketball there and soccer in high school, I was always the captain of those teams. And that's not like a a bragging. It was like personality wise and knowing the game and knowing and loving the guys and being a a culture guy, like naturally fell into being the captain of those teams. But I can promise you I was not the best player on any of those teams. I can promise you I didn't have the most goals or the most points, except maybe one night or the most assists even. But like, On all those teams, also, I was the point guard on the basketball team, the center midfielder on the soccer team. Those are natural distribution positions. Mm -hmm. I know who the best player is, and I get him the ball. Mm -hmm, Like, that's sports, but what do I do now? It's like exactly the same thing. We have agents on our team that are phenomenal on both sides of the river, and we have operations people on our team that are fantastic and gifted at what they do my job is to get them the ball in the right spot and to not expect them to be able to thrive in an area i'm not asking our operations people to get up on stage and share about listing how that's not their, but they know the process better than maybe anybody in the world they might just not want the microphone to talk about it so Mm -hmm. there has to be an element of knowing your people and also knowing the process and then putting people in the right spot. And to me, it feels like the extension of sports, which I still love and play in recreational ways and lifting weights and stuff. like That competitive thing for me, real estate gets that because there is a leaderboard and I love that. But I don't want to be consumed with being at the top of it because I would much rather have a fantastic marriage and a fantastic relationship with everybody on our team than I would see the Baron Group at number one because then what? I wake up the next day and we might lose the number one spot. What's that gonna do for you? Tom Brady won how many Super Bowls and still had that quote where it feels like something's still missing. Mm -hmm. And for me, I don't wanna win whatever this is and pretend like that's it. That's not it. Like Life is bigger than that. And I think God put me on earth to have awesome relationships with people, to point people back to Jesus, and at the end of the day just to work hard for my wife and for my family to honor the Lord in that. It's not about selling the most houses or making the most money. And money, while it can make life way easier, is not the end-all be-all, it's just not. So I think people think of the real estate industry, oh, well, you must be in it to try to get rich. I'm like, I'm in it because I fell in it backwards and it's been an awesome way to serve people. And the more people that we serve, the more that we have found those people go tell other people about us. And at this point, I do say, and again, for people starting out in real estate, I've often said it's unfair. And what I mean by that is, if you walk in for your first ever listing appointment and you know, I'll pick a name that was your first guest, Scott Euler's coming in after you, It's not fair when the person says, well, tell me about the houses you've sold, right? And it's your first ever big listing appointment. Scott's Mm -hmm. like, well, we did 900 this year. So which one do you (laughs) want to hear about? It's like, it's not fair. But once you get the momentum rolling, it's very fun to be on the not fair side. Um, But to agents that are starting out, it is relationship based. And for us, what I have found is a lot of time, it's not us walking in and then Scott coming afterwards. It's that we got the only call because mm-hmm. they believe in me or they believe in Johnny on our team or Andrew Duncan or Wes or whoever it is yeah. um, that they want to work with that person sure. and they trust that person. So yeah. we actually don't find ourselves in a lot of situations where we're bidding against other agents because usually people have already decided, hey, we follow the Baron Group. We go to their events. We love what they do and we want to work with them. Sure. And that's awesome. And guess what? There's enough business in the city for a lot of realtors to make a great living even though that number is going significantly down right now and that's stressing everybody out Well, I mean, <laughs> and realtors are going down too yeah it's like, true yeah. it's true and that's so going to balance you're,
0: out you're going to weed out a lot of realtors that you know don't want to be in the industry anymore and they're going to you know it's still going to be challenging for the people that are here but the relationships that you built and the referrals that you get are second to none so yeah. like what do you do to stay in front of those types of people and this is this is a big segue because danny is probably the best event um, real estate agent in the entire city. And I say that with, there's a lot of people who run great events from a real estate perspective. Danny's are on steroids.
2: We try to juice it up, and I, mean, I was gonna say
0: crack, but like we're biblical here, so we're gonna get rid of the crack. Can't say that crack kills. We don't like crack. So
1: is this the secret sauce? Then this this is the secret sauce, man. On,
0: and it's it's so it's so simple. Danny, take it away. Yeah,
2: yeah. So and this won't shock anybody that works with us. Yeah, because everybody agents, knows about you or other agents systems. that watch us. Yeah, yeah. And it's if it was fake or if we were trying to manipulate people mm-hmm. in some way, I'd feel weird talking about it. But yeah. I'm like, dude. Everybody in every business has marketing money. How do you want to spend that marketing money? And for us, we want to pour it into the people we love. And for me, what I have found, here's the secret to the secret sauce, is I like a lot of stuff, right? Like, I like the Cincinnati Reds. I like comedy. I like jumping on trampolines. I like going to drive-in movies. And what I've found is that there's this crazy thing, like, other people like that stuff too. (laughs) So for me, (laughs) really what's happened with our events now is taking things that I know or love or believe in and that are good with, you know, uh, when I think of comedy, I don't think of bringing in, like, Kevin Hart. He's super funny, but, like, I'm a Baptist worship leader. Bringing in Kevin Hart might yeah. not fit the crowd of the people that I want to bring along to a comedy night. So sure. when we plan our events out, it's thinking through. and At the beginning, it was just me, in which case the little kids were calling them Danny parties, um, <laughs> which was amazing. Specifically, the Lynnville family said that. Um out And e- early, early on, it was like, why are you doing this? And the answer was the same thing. It was like, well, I'm not trying to manipulate you, but at the same time, like I want to provide value and it, we know this in real estate, I could spend the same money on Zillow leads yep. or I could put that money towards people in real situations where I go, I think this could actually really bless these people, be really fun and I'm going to have a blast. And I had an agent ask me three or four years ago, like, what is it you remember? Because it seems like you're having a lot of fun, was the phrase. Yeah. What is it you remember about this year? What was it that made this year fun? And I was like, I can tell you there were at least four days that I considered to be four of like the best days of my life. And it mm-hmm. was bringing a couple hundred or even a 1,000 people together for specific events, whether that was the Reds game, whether that was bringing Trey Kennedy into town for a comedy night, Like, there's things that, and those are the huge examples. There yeah. are even smaller examples of just renting a drive-in movie theater and providing popcorn on the way in, or or um, even to pumpkin patches at Blooms and Berries, we love to do that. So there's different elements behind it. The thought process is the same, which is every realtor needs to stay in front of their people and try to be memorable. Yeah. And I think the stat is like 83 percent of people can't name their realtor a year later. Oh yeah. they don't know their name first. It's like or last a year or two crazy. after they forget the name. It's of nuts. So who
0: our, they bought their house with?
2: Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's so and insane. and you guys are more in the industry, so to us that seems crazy. But yeah. like if you think about in the hustle and bustle of life. A lot of people, this is just one really stressful thing along the way, and they call Zillow, and the dude shows up and opens the door and tells them how to write it, and then they don't know who the dude was. Yeah, And yeah. that's it, and he's gone into the wind. So for us, the goal is to be memorable and to mm-hmm. provide experiences that are going to go far past, and we say this all the time as a team, far past the transaction. We want sure. the life of working with the Baron Group to be fun at minimum four times a year with different things you're invited to, not to mention fun social media giveaways and everything else. Like We want, if you're part of the Baron Group, crew we want you to be like yo those are my people we love them we know they do fun stuff we know that their media is top notch we know if we go to an event we're probably going to get a good family picture out of it like just the element of creating that fun atmosphere and naturally the way that that plays out is it's great lead generation for our business yeah so Mm -hmm. it's not i was going to say
0: let's get to the selfish part of this and i'll be the guy who says that (laughs) it leads it leads it generates leads and it's and it's amazing when you're top of mind with the people that you currently work with and then you maintain that over the course of three, four, five times a year, when they do go sell their house, there's no question about who they're calling, right?
2: And statistically, everybody's gonna buy and sell a house every seven years. Yeah. So, And what I've heard also, and this was right out of the gates, and part of the reason why we wanted to structure this way, is that if you help someone buy or sell a house and they have a great experience, over the life of your business, they should send you five leads. Wow! Right. So for each house that we're selling, if we're doing a great job or even a relatively good job <laughs> of making sure that their transaction is relatively smooth, they should be sending us people. It, but if you think about five years over the course of me probably being in this business the next 40, right. that's not going to be, well, I can't believe I sold XYZ a house and they haven't sold me a lead yet. It's been a year. Right? Five over 40 years is not it. On paper, it's actually not a ton, but if you're selling a lot of houses and there's the expectation that there, are there's also gonna be the people that send you five a year. And we mm-hmm. have some of those people that I would just say are raving fans of our team, friends mm-hmm. with the people on our team, and they just walk into their daycare yelling does anyone need a realtor like yeah. <laughs> you need to call the Baron group if you do like and those are the type of raving fans that you want yeah and I feel like we have hundreds of those here in the city yeah. which is awesome and those are the people that do come to our events and as they have more kids I'm trying to plan things that are family friendly right. so that when they're coming to the pumpkin patch or wherever they can bring their whole family it makes it
1: worth it for everybody. dude there
2: are some homeschool families that are saving a hundred dollars because we do that event and because they're typically doing 14 or 15 bucks ahead and they have six Mm -hmm. kids and they can attend the event that's it they otherwise might not even go so and that's not an event that we've done every year but that's the prime example of and we do have some fun
0: stuff coming up too well and like Um, the reds game dude like the the reds game um he extends that to everybody not even clients not even past clients not any like anybody who wants to go like i've brought 12 people to the game you did (laughs) like pay me back for that (laughs) it was like dude are you cool if i bring if i take like 12. well dude it was your birthday that was a birthday present all right just so everybody's well aware patrick
2: literally got a walk-off home run on his birthday from spencer steer it was after a two-run home run in the ninth inning from matt Mm mclean to send it to extras that was hype, dude.
0: That was like the unveiling of those those black reds jerseys. Too, it was. Yeah, the City Connect. Those were so cool. Dude, dude, every
2: time anything happened, I was just screaming at you. I was so excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he called it. Danny was
0: like five rows in front of me. He's like, dude, watch this. We're gonna we're gonna tie it up right here. And then we tied it up in the nines and went to extras and won. I believe the
2: exact quote was, this one's for you. Yeah, and and we then went, Matt McClain oh. smacked one over the left field
0: wall. <laughs> that was memorable. But he, he got like five sections, and you didn't have to be past client or anybody he opened it up to anybody who wanted to go see a res game and it started two and a half hours early because taylor swift was in town dude i forgot about and that, that was um that it was, worked out better for families though. that was perfect a lot of yeah. kids that maybe weren't going to come game with started game at 5 yeah. 30. yeah and um I, I just think the the thought process behind you know not just our past clients but anybody you know like you want to go to a game here's a ticket you mm-hmm. know and this is a great way for us to bless those families who may not normally be able to afford, you know, $40 a seat or something like that or whatever it is, you know, and that's, I think that's truly a gift worth um, sharing with, with anybody yeah, and the people that are on our team awesome. now are
2: totally on board with that and their people get it too yeah. so once they came on the team and saw like oh they do these events and there's no catch because that's the big question is what's mm-hmm. the catch
0: right mm-hmm. there doesn't
2: have to be a catch you're you're allowed to do things that are just great for other people and great for your business it feels like a true win-win yeah and i think when people realize they come to those events and we don't have like a lender stand up and talk for 15 minutes right and guess who else has to be on board our, our people that we work with and our partners so our lender and our title company and all that like people our plumbers and our our yep. uh hvac guys like those are people that support these events because they know inherently we bring in a lot of business and we are going to funnel that to people that we trust right because if i love somebody and i'm sending them a plumber the plumber needs to be good right it can't just be like oh i look this person up in the yellow pages if that still exists um and here's their number or no. whatever it's like <laughs> dude this guy worked on 10 houses for our clients and works on my personal homes and he's going to treat you right sure. and if he doesn't you let me know like yeah. that is how we want to do business yeah. it's not I think we know a a plumber, maybe, yeah. <laughs> right? Like great. that's take just not back. the way you should do it. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gosh. So I we had to we had to touch base on that. But Daniel, I mean, I'll let Daniel take over the personal side of this because we we love that we love we love to hear about you as a person too. And I think that's what's gravitated a lot of your clients. You know, you've you run um, you run a great group, but like personally, I think that you've um, you're just you're just an outstanding person. So give us that that background on you um, yeah I mean you mentioned you fell in backwards to real estate yeah. I think is the way you said it yeah. so tell take us back
1: to you could take us back to Cedarville even before that if yeah. you want and then kind of walk us into how you got into real estate it's funny because
2: I feel like I know the city really well. Like, here's the, the deep, dark secret. I was homeschooled all the way through high school. So, like, yeah. people, I mean, that that word, right? Like, homeschool. <laughs> Can you even talk to people in I thought in it was fascinating. Yeah. I'm like, tell me more, dude. Yeah. It's so, and here's what I would say. So, like, if there are homeschool parents out there, people that are thinking about homeschooling, like, I played public school sports. So, it was a great way for me to be engaged with our local school district, the kids there, I grew up knowing all of them, and by the time I got to high school, it was actually still not legal in Ohio, or at least within our school district or whatever, to play for the high school unless you went there. And I had to be going for five classes. And it was like, I'm not gonna do that. So there were some great homeschool sports opportunities around here for soccer and basketball for me, and there's more baseball, football, whatever um and so I played for Landmark Christian for soccer and the Cincinnati Trailblazers is a a team that we now sponsor as a team which is awesome um, for basketball and some of the guys I played with went and played D2 college sports like they were really good we would play some of the local public schools that would play us in scrimmages and stuff CHCA Lachlan like we had some good games um but at the time our practices were ever I swear they were everywhere from Anderson to Sports Plus like Evendale to like the West Side for soccer games so I had to learn the whole city because as in 17, 18 year old, I was driving my Honda Civic literally everywhere. <laughs> yep. And then by the time I went to Cedarville, I realized like I'm such a people person and I lived with the, all these accounting and finance majors that were always doing homework. Mm. And I was a management and marketing guy. So my homework was especially at the time with the courses and stuff, it was very minimal for me. And it was a lot of like interactions and group projects and stuff. And then I would probably spend two to three hours a day playing basketball or lifting weights or just hanging out with people. And I remember at the time, like some of the guys might make snarky remarks when I left. Like, well, like, are you going to do any homework? I'm like, well, I'm like, I'm done. (laughs) It's like I don't really have that much to do. But I've realized now that those guys that put in that time and effort are incredible financial advisors and accountants uh and CPAs. Cause that's that was their thing yeah, what yeah. i didn't realize was i was studying the people game right and making the connections that even now there are countless cedarville people that i've helped buy houses in the dayton cincinnati awesome. area because when they left school got married ended up landing anywhere in this area by that time they knew i was their guy because i'd yeah. been marketing that and they liked me in college and it was an easy choice now so i think realizing academically, like, I don't think anyone ever told me when I was young about just like being good with people and entrepreneurship. It was just this element of like, oh, I'm going to go to a school. I want to go to a Christian school and I'm undecided for my first year and a half. So recognizing that like, for me, being an undecided major going in, like I was obviously going to grow up and come into my faith and wanted to make good friends and have a good experience, but it took me a while to even pick business. And I actually was out of gen ed classes when I picked business in college. Right. Um, so graduating and coming out, it was a, a connection. A guy I had called two years earlier about an internship and in market research called me back and said, hey, by the way, like I know you called two years ago and we didn't have anything available, We now have this internship available and i had just had seven interviews with a pretty big local company that i thought i was going to work for and been denied after the seventh interview oh wow and in god's perfect timing this guy called within a week of that happening so 10 days before graduation took a job in market research didn't really know what that was did one (laughs) online class in market research um it turns out it's a lot of travel it's a lot of writing i loved running focus groups and doing in-home interviews but the follow-up to that was like a week at a time mm. locked in your house writing a report yeah. and you guys know me well that's enough where it's like, dude, <laughs> writing alone and then not to mention you send it to the company they send it back just marked up in red ink and mm. the things that they want you to write i'm like i was at the research project that didn't happen like what you're wanting me to write in the report didn't happen and come to find out it's big companies trying to push budgets and they need things to support certain th- it's just it's a murky game that's all happening two to three years on the front end of innovation for companies that products you don't even see released for two or three years afterwards. So in a world where they were taking those reports and shoving them on a shelf, contrast that now to like putting a family in a new home and then seeing their Christmas photos. Mm -hmm. There's no contest of what mattered more to me. And it's not that market research is bad. It was just for me and what makes me tick and what brings me joy, this industry compared to that is just like night and day. Um, And the stop between, and the only reason I got to real estate, I have a guy from my church, Justin Doyle, Um, used to be at our church, he essentially called me out of the blue or his president Ryan Kunkel called me out of the blue and said hey we don't even know what you do but like (laughs) we've played golf and basketball with you we think you're awesome and we think you could sell our houses and that was literally how it started I interviewed with them and they said something that I still will take to this day and I think is awesome they're like we want to hire you for who you are over Mm -hmm. assuming someone with experience can do a better job than you Mm -hmm. because we've tried you on the experience route and it didn't go great but we want to pour into somebody that has what we think is the integrity and the ethic that we yeah. want to see work for this company. Awesome. And we can teach you what you need to know. So I didn't know, dude, I'm just telling you, the, three, the two or three biggest mysteries to me in the entire world are how cars run, how houses and buildings are built. I'm like, engineering stuff for me is mm-hmm. just, it was a no-go. And now I went and worked for this builder and learned from the ground up exactly how a house was built and what he kind of fixtures and finishes too. he built a great house, house man so um going and shifting out of that i was their dayton rep and dayton was new for them so it, it is pretty obvious why that didn't just take off right away in a brand new market an unknown name it wasn't anything against him it was just starting in a yeah. new company and he's right. a higher end builder so that freaks yep. people out too when you're coming in luxury so mm-hmm. my sales record with him was pathetic uh, <laughs> but it got me where i needed to be to be able yeah. to take the leap and credit to justin he looked at me uh, and said hey Um, you know, I know things have been rough. Like we'd love to offer you a job in Cincinnati to keep things afloat and all that. And I said, dude, like, I've really been thinking about getting a real estate license. What, what would you do if you were me? And he looked at me and said, dude, I would go get a real estate license and just kill it. That's awesome. And so I actually, this is just the fun fact. (laughs) I sold zero houses for Justin Doyle homes in a year and a half because the market we were in was just so difficult. And the numbers and everything just didn't work for Mm -hmm. the people that were trying to buy because we were getting underbid by really small companies um and i got into real estate and within the first six months had sold 12 houses but the in the in between there is a whole lot of waking up and feeling like a complete failure sure so remembering in the meantime life's not about me selling one house life is definitely going to be supplemented by having any money at all since (laughs) i bled out all of my savings um so i need to make money and my parents would seriously sat me down at one point like are you what is your plan like like you haven't made money right and i'm like well no but in the meantime i was interning at our church and editing videos for the church and um running part of the worship team and scheduling out the teams and picking songs and getting paid to do that stuff not much Mm -hmm. but it was enough that god dropped that in the meantime for me to be able to get by and then when the timing was right and i will shout out ryan gillen who's a keller williams guy first realtor I saw that ran a team Mm -hmm. and my sports brain clicked. I already talked about like being the point guard, being the captain and seeing the team. And it was the first time I realized, oh, I can go do real estate and not do it alone. Mm -hmm. And that would be awesome. So he was the first person I ever saw that had a flexible schedule, was playing golf, got to work with people every day, had enough money to have a nice car, and I was like, that looks nice to me. And at twenty seven years old I found out for the first time what I wanted to do. And here we are.
0: Good for you, man.
1: That's fantastic. Yeah. So you knew from the get go you wanted to have a team.
2: That's it, man. So I knew right from the beginning, I already knew what it was going to be called because my brand, my I, my market research background really was based a lot on design and branding also. Yeah. And just knowing like, hey, I can call myself like the Cincy House group and people are going to be like, don't know who that is. Right. Like, so I knew my name was important to be involved with it. I don't ever want it to be about my face, but I kind of knew that the people in order to feel like they could still trust what I had mm-hmm. built if I was gonna work with people for the first three years and then just have this team, people might be like, well, you're not gonna work with us anymore now that you have this team. So like, having the brand name association was important to me, not because I need to be on this high pedestal of being awesome, but because I didn't wanna lose the people that I had worked really hard to gain and follow my -hmm. brand as an individual agent. So, I kind of knew from the beginning, like, if I do grow this out, and people like Scott Oyler had blazed that trail 10 years before me. Right. So, I was like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not to bash and the Cincy home groups of the world. Like, that yeah. can be awesome, too. For right. me, the battle was going to be too hard as a brand to mm-hmm. try to fight that. And I was like, sure. why would I fight anything when we can just build this under the name that it
1: started on? So, yeah,
0: that's awesome. That makes perfect sense. Especially when you know the sphere that you're targeting. You yep. know, like, we want to go to the people that we work with already, we want to go yep. to the friends and family so the Baron group instead of yeah i like it i like it and it's cool because it's I taken it,
2: on its own thing now I, i've told mitch at the beginning like it needs to not be this it needs to be this and what i would show him is like our yeti with the branding on it it's like yeah. it needs to be about this and now like Baron Group events are a thing for people that don't know Danny Barron exists. Yeah. Like the people on our team that have friends from church and they know they work for the Baron Group, they don't know it's called the Baron Group because that's my name and they don't care. That's and awesome. I don't care that they don't know. Um, but for my people, they know that it is still my thing and it right. is what they signed up for and what they sold with five years ago and all that stuff. So it's been really cool to see it grow. And I say this in all sincerity, like I could never ever accomplish what we have been able to do on my own. And there's so many elements of that, of the talented people that I'm surrounded with. And their willingness to just be humble and do what it takes to get it done like i could shout everybody out by name down the list and be like these are humble servant leaders that are willing to do what it takes whether that is sweeping up the house when you have that new listing appointment because the sellers didn't clean it before shoving their stuff in closets as we just talked about Um, or whether that is uh you know going and having to make a terrible phone call about a deal that's falling apart and I will say this too, especially because of the podcast that this is, working with co-op agents is so critical and it's so important. And I really value my relationships with the Scott Oilers, the Sarah Woodies, the Rick Fins, the people that just there are so many of you i can't possibly say all your names um but like there are so (laughs) many great (laughs) there are so many great people in this city that we love to work with and we i get my heart gets going when i see like a sign out front like i showed one of ellie kowalchick's listings the other day and i'm like i like working with ellie this is awesome like i hope they love the house like that makes it so much more fun it's like gamified of working with your friends instead of like this weird i hear about other markets where it's like really tense and like Uh cutthroat and i'm like dude that is not what i want to do at all like yeah. i want to be able to trust my fellow agents that we both have a, an aligned goal that we want to get this thing across yeah. the finish line And i feel like cincinnati's perfect for that we're this midwest kind place and you run into some of that but ve- i mean one hand in the six years that i've sure. done this can sure. i name agents that i left as like whoo i think they just hate me like i don't <laughs> yeah. i don't know what the deal was there well <laughs> great know, real I mean, estate
0: you great real estate agents recognize that it's not about them yeah you know, it's about the mm. which is weird because this
2: industry as a whole, I think, is is known as being very ego driven. Yeah, sure. And we want to be the opposite of that because right. it's not about us. It's right. just not about yeah. us.
1: So, yeah, that's awesome. Well, Speaking of other agents, one of the things that we would love to ask you is about advice that you might have for for new agents and also for buyers and sellers. Uh, but before we do that, just want to give a quick shout out to our one of our podcast partners. So Back to Back Ministries, we're actually here in their studio space. So just wanted to let you know about them. Back to Back Ministries is a global nonprofit orphan care organization, with their sights set on providing care for today and hope for every tomorrow. Uh, from Cincinnati, Ohio to Hyderabad, India, staff teams around the world are stepping into hard stories and choosing to stay. To learn more about the work Back to Back does, how you can get involved and why a global team won't stop until every child is known and loved visit org today
0: that's good stuff thank you back yeah, to back See
2: back to back is
1: incredible. awesome we talked about this right
2: before yeah. but no tons of people that have gone to mission trips with back to back great renowned ministry here in the area so yeah. i think it's super cool
1: we got to do this here that's absolutely awesome. yeah we're super grateful for for this space it's perfect for for our podcast so with that, I would love to ask you uh, for advice that you might like to share with with the new agents. Yeah. Are you just getting started kind of where you were six years ago?
2: Totally, man. And when I came in, this, this is the best advice I can give is it starts before you even get a license. Like mm-hmm. you have to have mapped out a plan. You might not be a planner. Some people love to just wing it in life. I'm like, I actually thought I really liked doing it in life until people like my wife, little later on I'd say stuff like oh I'm just winging it she's like you're not winging it you're like the most calculated (laughs) like you have an entire marketing plan like a year in a like what are you talking about um some of life is winging it but in this case if you're going to go get a real estate license don't wing it um think about what you're going to do I had typed up a document with what my Facebook posts were going to be a Hmm. giveaway I was going to do the video I was going to shoot and our full-time media guy Mark Brad at the time shot my video for $75 at the time and he now is paid a full salary and is on our team cuz he's just the man one of my best friends also you should know this about my team i have like 3 of my groomsmen's wives are on my team and two or three of my groomsmen are on my team. So these are like close people that I already loved and then they ended up getting in the industry with me. Um, So surround yourself with mentors right at the beginning would be big advice, whether that is at your office or even just other agents. I've had phone call relationships with new agents that even are not at my brokerage that Mm -hmm. I know from other parts of life Mm -hmm. where they're like, hey, this thing came up, like what do I do? Brilliant person. They're willing to pick up the phone and call somebody that has been in it and probably knows the answer. And you have to have a few of those lined up right away. If you don't have a plan, and this is what's weird, real estate specifically, people get a license and then there's this weird like shame with having it. I don't understand what it is, but people then get really scared to tell people about it because they're like, well, what if I tell them and then they don't? nothing happens like right. well this is you got a license knowing that this is going to potentially flop yep. and it does for again i won't get butcher the numbers but yeah, in the first like, one to two years I, out of 10
0: real estate agents 80 percent was like? my number yeah. in my head yeah they're 80%. gone so
2: if you make it past a year i celebrate with the people on our team that, which has been everybody so far that makes it past one or two years because that's a huge bart benchmark that once mm-hmm. you get past that welcome to the industry you're here to stay yeah, like you right. made it like yeah. and for me looking at and just realizing like if you know yourself well enough before you ever get a license that you're not even willing to get on facebook and make a post that you got it real estate's probably just not for you like you need to be willing to put that out there and risk it and what's the worst that can happen you know people i know that have gotten a license and then they had it for a year and then it went away and i I'm not judging them 0% and I still love them just as much. Mm -hmm. Like give it a go, dude, this is fun. Like get after it, see what you can make happen and lean into who you are. But if who you are is an introvert that doesn't want to tell anyone about this, then truly like second guess your decision to spend the time and money on the license.
0: Sure.
1: Yeah, that's for sure.
0: And I find it amazing that it doesn't matter if it's the beginning of COVID or now, you know, when interest rates are higher, there's hard aspects to real estate, no matter what part of the real estate world you're in, you know, like, Yeah, was it easier to sell your house as a seller? Yes, it was. Is it a little bit more difficult now? Yes, it is. But that didn't make the real estate agent's job any easier because they still had to present 40 offers to you. Yep. (laughs) Or... 40 agents had to tell their buyers that they didn't get the yep we the got house, really good at making know?
2: spreadsheets and now i'm having to get really good at writing update emails about why houses aren't selling yeah and it's it makes you feel it's a little bit like i told you that in between period at justin doyle when i couldn't sell a house like you feel like a failure a little bit you're like gosh why are my listings mm-hmm. like sitting here like i'm not used to this from the last two or three years of covid right fortunately for me i did come into this pre-covid insanity yeah so i feel like oftentimes i'm trying to share with my team and other younger agents like hey this was pretty normal, normal. like when yeah. I started and, also, <laughs> and it was still a hot market back yeah, then it yeah. was but definitely not the 40 offers yeah. like you it list the house crazy like guys we've had to change some of our templates from being like hey like we're gonna list your house and you're gonna start to see showings rolling in I'm like I don't tell sellers now that we might see showings rolling in like right. they might not roll in you might mm-hmm. get one or zero or five but to promise anybody they're gonna roll oh, in man. in the current market they better be underpriced by 50 grand so right. I think you guys talked about current market landscape. It is really funny, you you nailed it. It's kind of hard to be in real estate either way. There's different Mm -hmm. aspects. What we're facing right now with interest rates where they are, last year, January 22, Interest rate was at 3%, right? And they came out and said, like, oh, by the end of this year, we might be at 5%. And my head almost popped off. I was like, 5%. Mm -hmm. Guys, within three months, we were at 6%. Mm -hmm. It went 3% in three months, and everything froze. Like, all of our buyers froze. I didn't blame any of them. Here's my big thing for our team. Our job is not to make anybody do anything they don't want to do. Our job is to fully support them and get the best deal possible or the most money possible when they're buying or selling. That's our goal. It's not to sell anybody on trying to do something. Right. So when that market froze, I wasn't calling every buyer I had trying to make them buy. It's asking the questions like, hey, what's gonna be best for your family? What's the priority? What do those payments look like? What does that make the budget now? How can we be looking for stuff off market? That kind of conversation. I feel like we're in a bit of that freeze again right now, going from six to eight. And I know right now interest rates are kind of, it's down to mid sevens again or whatever. That six to eight jump, people that have houses locked in at 3% don't wanna sell that house and then buy at 8%. We mentioned Ryan Kiefer. Shout out to Ryan Kiefer, great lender. Um, Early on the show, conversations that I've had with him, the statistics are if the house that they are buying is between like five and 6%, they'd be willing to lose the 3% interest rate. At 8%, they're not willing to lose the 3%. So what do you have? You only have people moving right now that either it's really bad situations, death or divorce, Mm -hmm. or it's people moving for work in or out of town, or it's families that have just completely outgrown their house. But even families that are growing are like, buckle up, we're packing it in. We got that 3% rate, pack it in. So for me, it's not my job to make people do anything, but it is my job to find the people and service the people well that do need to make a move for life purposes. At the end of the day that's what this is about it's about helping people with their lives and taking the stress out of a process that is like a top five traumatic experience for some people in their lives like that is statistically shown that buying and selling can be traumatic it is it's in our it's literally (laughs) in our words and our website we want it to be fun that is like the polar opposite and so for us if we can be the most trusted and most fun team in the city and do everything that we can to be trusted and fun we think it can be way less traumatic and hopefully a way better experience with less stress. So Love Love that. interesting market, but it's, it's fun to talk about. And I wish I knew what was going to happen next, but yeah, I think either don't. way, if rates go up, it's not like it's going to speed up like crazy and we might get a little more inventory, but if they go down, we might be back to the crazy. Yeah. yeah well, that's why I, I just, mean, that's
0: why it's such an interesting market because rates could go up. Yeah. So maybe you do want to buy at 8% or seven and a half percent, whatever we're at, you know, but if they do go down, you're going to be back in this bidding war with 40 other people in yep. one house. Yep. And you have to accept the fact that you might not get it, you yep. know, or your chances are that much more slim, you know? so
2: And because we don't want to be slick car salesmen. You yeah. want people to know that, but you can't push on them like, well, buy now, it's the best thing ever to right. do. It's like you have to – genuinely mean it when you tell someone like, hey, like here's what could happen. Here's both options. Or here's a perfect
0: house for you. Yeah. So now let's look at the numbers and see if this makes sense. Mm -hmm. And
2: if it does, we're gonna move forward. But if not, I'm not gonna be the one calling them like, are we writing the offer? Like, That's not my job. My job is not to do that. So it is to give them all the information to make the best decision for their family. That is, if I could sum sum up the real estate job in one word or one phrase, your job is to get someone all the information to make the best sale or the best purchase for their family, that's it. it.
0: Yep.
2: that's perfect
0: daniel baron well i did tell him that when he goes to europe i'm going to call him every day <laughs> I and gonna i'm going go to test to make sure he doesn't answer his phone so
2: <laughs> that's a friend call that's not a work s- call. so there you go that's, work email and whether you like it or not we're yeah. friends now too so <laughs> this is how i roll baby you're, you're in you're in the baron group best. world now the, <laughs> love it.
0: you get to go to the reds game that's it yeah, dude. yeah. Hey, you can bring 12 people there you go yep. if it's your birthday <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah june 30th next year Baron Group. i'm just kidding it's not said mm. so i will
2: last thing i'll say too for our comedy night it was the first time we did invite other realtors to come to our event we had some extra oh, seats cool. it was beforehand we reached out to probably 50 that we really like and i left out 50 i should have but it was kind of last minute and just making sure like hey our co-op agents like we really do want them to come and we're not fearful that they're going to steal our people we want actually like Pick Rick and Holly Finn, for example. I wish they could come and have a great date night. I'm not yeah. going to worry that they're going to wander around and hand yeah. pick our clients while they're there. They're great people. They're not going to do that. Yeah, so right. I think there's elements with that where we continue to want this to be bigger and bigger. And I think there's probably something in our future where we're trying to do even more stuff with co-op agents. Very
1: cool. That's awesome. Smart. Dude. Look forward come to come a
0: real producers event where there's other agents that so you can meet. They're awesome. Selfless plug. I dig it. <laughs> 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 I get a lot of value out so, of them, so yeah, I enjoy I'm glad you it, come, right? man. I love your sports. So. <laughs> Awesome, fellas! Hey, thank you. This has been yeah, sweet. You guys are awesome. Coming, man. This is really fun. Yeah, we're excited we're, to hear about your trips and yeah, look forward to hearing about that. Man. Next time we'll we'll have you on again, dude. We'll do an update, second date update <laughs> with Danny Barron. <laughs> the best, perfect. <laughs> so, but yeah, man, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Your support means a lot to uh, to us and real producers and whatever we can do, always to help you is what we we want to do, man. So, um, keep leading the way, buddy. Absolutely. I've really enjoyed
1: our conversation. Look forward to getting to know you even more in the future. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Danny. We'll see you.